Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to the 16th season of Dulce America. My name is Bing Futch. Thank you very much for joining me for the beginning of 2023. And just last week, we were playing this song, Old Lang Syne, but it sounded a little bit different, didn't it? This year, we are playing it in the key of C, and it's part of my rallying cry. I'm just thinking about shaking things up a little bit because I want to ask the eternal question. Why are mountain dulcimers always playing in DAD? Why are we always playing in the key of D? Why are we sometimes playing in DAA? What's this D thing anyway? Where did it come from? Because as we know, for those of you who do sing with the mountain dulcimer, the key of D is um, tough. It's a little weird for men and for women. And there's something about the key of C, taking it down a whole step from D that actually makes everything a lot easier to sing. In fact, now that you think about it, now that I think about it, if you go back to the old Gene Ritchie Dulcimer books, all of those tunes were in the key of C. And even when they went modal, like, you know, C Mixolydian, C Aeolian, I see a pattern here, C, C, C. And in order for us to get back to the C, I think we need to play a lot more of the C. How do we end up playing in D all the time? I think we were hanging out with certain types of players, instruments, you know, guitar players over the years love to be in the key of E. Fiddle players like to be in the key of A. Banjo players like to be in the key of G. There are certain keys that are easy for a lot of instruments to play in. With the mountain dulcimer, everything's easy. And I think we probably hung out with some people for a long time and they said, you know what? The C thing isn't working for us. Can you tune up? And that's what happened. So I'm kind of leading the charge to get back to C. Why? Number one, it's easier to sing with. Number two, it sounds really good. So let's take a look at what we can do to get ourselves in the habit of being in CGC tuning instead of DAD tuning. The first thing you're going to do here is choose our string gauges. Many of you know that if you take your DAD dulcimer and you tune it down to CGC, the tension releases out of those strings a little bit and the slack creates some intonation issues. It's so easy to press down hard on the strings and make them go sharp that you kind of have to play with a light touch and that's not fun. So what we want to do if we we're going to be tuning down is we want to bring the numbers of the scale or the gauges up for the strings and tighten them up to take up the slack so that our intonation stays true and everything we play still sounds really good. So let's say for example, and we're going to use the string tension calculator to help us out with this. Let's say that you're using a 26 on the bass string, 16 on the middle string, and a 13 on the melody string, 13 or a 14, something like that. You may be choosing those numbers because you have been taking my suggestions on getting that middle string a little bit tighter because the least amount of tension on the mountain dulcimer is on that middle string. The most amount of tension that we tend to have is on the melody string when we're tuned in the 158 configuration. That's DAD for most of you, CGC for some of you, especially going forward. The bass string is somewhere in the middle in terms of uh, the tension that is actually on there. So if you loosen those strings and take them all three down a half or a whole step, 
then you're gonna get a lot more loose on the middle string, and that's gonna be the one that's gonna sound the worst because it's so floppy. And then the bass string will suffer, and then last will be the melody string because it's got so much tension on it. So what I'll tend to do is when I wanna go down a whole step, I will take the numbers of my gauges up. So instead of playing a 26 on the bass string, I'll use a 28. Instead of using 16 on the middle string, I'll actually use an 18, and I'll explain why in a second. And then instead of using a 13 on the melody string, I'll use a 14. And that tightens it up a little bit more, but it also keeps the same sort of feeling when I drop it down to C. So let's take a look at the string tension calculator. Basically what you do is you input your strings. And you'll see the first example will be for a guitar, and everything is in a reverse order. The lighter strings are further away, the heavier strings are closer. So we need to reprogram this for Mountain Dulcimer. Go into editing, and then you go ahead and just assign D3, that's D in the third octave, for our bass string, A in the third octave for our middle string, D in the fourth octave for our melody string. Now all we have to do is to bump them up. So we take C3, G3, C4. So if I input these numbers for D, what you can see across the board is we have a certain amount of, of pounds of pressure on the instrument. It may look alarming to have this high number there, but mountain dulcimers, generally speaking, can handle upwards of 80 to 85 pounds of pressure across all the string courses. So in the 60s, 70s, it's not a bad place to be. 50s and 40s is when you start getting that lack of tension that creates intonation problems. What we're looking to do here is we're trying to equalize the feel, the tension across the strings, so that when we press our fingers down using the same pressure across all three, we get pretty close to the same response from the strings that way. If we've got less tension on the middle string than the other two strings and we use the same amount of pressure to press down across all three string courses, that middle string is going to go out of tune in relationship to the other two strings because of that lack of tension. That's why we want to get all three of these strings to be as close as possible so that our chords remain in tune as we press down. We don't want there to be a difference between the way the instrument sounds strumming open and then holding down chords, because there will be a difference if our strings are all over the map. Once we figure out through computation and experimentation without having to buy a bunch of strings, using this uh, string tension calculator, once we find out what the ideal gauges for the strings are, we go ahead and put them on. So on here I've got 28, 18, and 14. Listen to that, isn't that great? It sounds like a baritone almost. It's got a nice low rich sound to it. That's just from going one step down, one whole step down from D and everything sounds great. The thing that's also nice about having this configuration, 158, is it's the exact same as DAD. So all of your DAD tablature, you can still play using this, only it'll sound different. And of course, knowing what those notes are and knowing what those chords are 
is super important. So let's take a look on how we figure that out. Let's go ahead and look at the note placement chart. Here you can see we've got CGC on the left side. And then I've got a fretboard that has got the one and a half, the six and a half. It does not have the eight and a half. It does have the 13 and a half. But let's focus on just that first seven fret range. And if you don't have the one and a half fret, you can ignore those. So you can see that we've got all the notes on the bass string, on the middle string, and on the melody string. So when you are getting into a new tuning, and this could be any of our 158 tunings, wherever you can go across the fretboard and call out the names of those notes, those are all potential tunings. We can tune to E, B, E, F sharp, C sharp, F sharp. We can tune to A, E, A, as we know with baritone. We can tune to B, F sharp, B. The thing is, we want to be able to find what starting string gauge we need to put that as our home, and then everything else will line up. Once we figure out what home key we're going to be in, and how do we know? Whatever our open chord is, whatever the lowest note, that's the root, also known as the tonic, that's C, and that's going to be our home key of C. So we need to figure out what's available to us in the key of C. So if you do this little hop, skip, and jump thing with the scale, look right below the note placement chart, and we've got our C major scale, C, D, E, F, G, A, B. C major is the only key that has no flats and no sharps. All the notes are natural. It makes it very, very easy to keep track of things. So if you start with C, we're going to build a chord from C. We'll do C, then hop over D, land on E and add that to your stack. Then hop over F and add G to your stack. And there are the three notes that are inside C major, C, E, and G. We can do the same thing for D, only when we build from D, we're going to get a minor chord. Start with D, hop over E, land on F, add that to your stack. Hop over G, land on A, add that to your stack. And there you have D, F, A for D minor. We can do this starting with every single one of these notes. And we've only written down the seven notes of the scale, not eight that starts and ends with the same note. We want seven different notes so that we can wrap around and not include a duplicate note. Let's build off of A, for example. Start with A, hop over B, and then wrap around, land on C, add that to your stack. Skip over D, land on E, add that, and now you've got A, C, and E for an A minor chord. So we can do this once again with every single note of the scale, and not just in this key, any key, any seven notes, we can do this trick. If you build chords off of the first, fourth, and fifth notes of the scale, you'll end up with major chords using our hop, skip, and jump trick. If you build off of the second, third, and sixth notes of the scale, you will end up with minor chords using the hop and skip and jump trick. Finally, if you build off the seventh note of the scale, you'll end up with a diminished chord using our hop, skip, and jump trick. Major chords sound up and happy. 
minor chord sounds kind of sad and serious. Diminished chords are very quizzical sounding. And for every key we play in, we've got three major chords, three minor chords, and one diminished chord for a grand total of, you guessed it, seven chords to match our seven notes. So those chords are written for you there in the black bar underneath our scale. Now, of course, if we were playing a purely diatonic instrument, meaning diatonic means within the scale, only based off of a seven note scale, that's the original mountain dulcimer. It did not have the six and a half fret, so our instrument was purely diatonic. But with the addition of this half step, it gives us the ability to change a couple of chords and get what are called non-diatonic chords, chords that are not in the key. Or in other words, chords that we ain't supposed to be able to play. But we can, thanks to not only the six and a half fret, but also the one and a half fret expands our range even more. So you'll see we have some non-diatonic chords available here, B flat, E flat, E flat minor, G minor, and that's G augmented with the plus sign there. We're not supposed to be able to play those chords, but we can because of the extra frets. One more thing I want to show you on the note placement chart is you'll see that some of the notes are flat. In fact, most of the notes that have any sort of uh, an accidental like that are going to be flat. I do have one sharp. Why is it just one sharp? Because we're used to seeing that sharp, and I'm thinking about mountain dulcimer players and what we're going to run into. We're going to need that E flat and B flat a lot more than we're going to need D sharp and A sharp. If we go up from a note a half step, we sharpen it, call it a sharp. If we come down a half step from a note, we flatten it. And so I'm just trying to make things easier for mountain dulcimer players. Otherwise, I would have made everything flat maybe here, or maybe everything sharp. So to get used to this new uh, tuning, the first thing to do really is just play scales. Play the C major scale, starting C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. And then on the middle string, we could do G, G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp, and G. Notice we're landing on the same frets that we landed on when we're playing in DAD. So you can use the patterns and your knowledge of how to navigate the fretboard to your knowledge and to your advantage here. And then we just have to make sure that we're calling these notes and chords properly by their proper names. And so keep that note placement chart where you can see it and just kind of practice with this. I think you're gonna find that you really are going to enjoy playing a lot of your tablature and seeing it and hearing it in a whole new light, playing it in C. That's my charge. I might even get t-shirts made. We're going back to the C. <laughs> so kicking off our new year with something different, we're gonna to continue to do that all through the month. Thank you very, very much for tuning in everybody. Enjoy, play often, and we'll see you next week.